Hello and welcome to RipperCast, your podcast on Jack the Ripper and the Whitechapel murders. I'm here today with Yuri and Massen joining from the Netherlands. And the two of us are welcoming from Germany, Philip Rotgers and Dorothy Schroeder, the authors of Jack the Ripper, the Whitechapel murders, 1888, a chronology. This book is only published in German. It's for the German audience, but you will remember Philip from a presentation he gave at the 2022 Casebook Conference last October on a German perception of the Ripper murders. And he has now teamed up with Dorothy to produce, from what I understand to be the first original factual and ripperological, for lack of a better term, history on the Whitechapel murders in the German language. And I thank Philip and Dorothy for being on the show today. Welcome. Hello, and thank you for inviting us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Good good to be here. <laughs> um, I'm going to start by asking Dorothy a few questions, if you don't mind. This is a uh, mother and son writing team, and it seems that you're quite the Anglophile yourself, an interest that you have obviously passed on to Philip. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about yourself and your relationship with the United Kingdom and where your historical interests in that country lies? Well, um, sometimes things happen uh, accidentally. And um, about 40 years ago, I was asked to accompany a group of visitors from Wales to do the translation for them. And so I got connected to many people from Wales and I started to travel the country, visit people. And so... Well, I came to know the country and my interests grew and then I started learn, uh, studying English language and literature and um, in the last few years uh, my interest was focused on London. Um, that might be Phil's fault as well. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's the one who brought this topic home and... Um, we discussed a lot about it, and my interest in London grew. I read the London biography of Peter Ackroyd, and yes, that's it. <laughs> Short version. <laughs> yes. Were you already familiar with the historical Jack the Ripper case, or did this experience in writing and preparing the book open up the history for you for the first time? Well, everyone... Um, knows this name Jack the Ripper and that was the same with me and when Phil started to get interested in this topic we talked about it a lot so I became more and more familiar to it and um, we went to London several times and uh, walked the murder places and I got deeper and deeper into the topic mm -hmm. so it was a new, uh, new one for me now when right. we started in this book. What is it about the Whitechapel murders that interest you? Um, to me, it's very interesting to find out how could things happen in an environment like this? What were the um, social circumstances? Why could women get in such a situation? Um, I know the Victorian era has its two faces and women couldn't lead a self-determined life as they would have liked and 
Um, when you read about these women, they have a very, very um, hard life. Sometimes they had it before they came to the East, and and that's this this complex is something that I'm very interested in. It's not only the focus on the murder sites or on the murderer himself, but on the women as well. And so, um, who whose idea was it to produce this uh, German language book? Well, that's Phil's part. Yeah, that, that was that was my idea. Um, for two reasons, uh, basically. In the first, you already mentioned the first one when when I when you asked me last year if I could do a presentation for the for the uh, conference, and I did this uh, yeah kind of German perception, German perspective uh, presentation on on the Ripper. I obviously dealt with you know I, I'm I've been a Ripperologist if you like for years, but I always went went to case book and all the the English books and and. Uh, there, there's rarely any any German literature, and I realized that again when I prepared this uh, this presentation. And also, uh, I did, you know, I, I did a couple of of tours as a tour guide, if you like, with 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 German school classes and German people through the East End, where I showed them the uh, the murder sites and and told them about the story. And they were always like, especially the girls. In, if that's a maybe a curious thing maybe it's not but the when i did this with the um, school classes the girls were like is there a, is, is there literature german literature about it because they were german school classes and i said well there's a there is a quite a good book but it's you know like it came out a couple of years ago and it's uh, like an overview of the case and then it's uh, a lot of focus is on the on the suspects it's a it's a brilliant book but it's um, yeah it's it's a couple of years old and I thought I said, yeah, there is there is one, but uh, you know, this these two things were. I had this idea, man. Maybe I should I should you know try to write my own version, not not my own version, but my my own book or own, our own book. Uh, and then I, I asked the the school classes. I said, would you be interested in a in a book like that? And they said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, okay, okay, then maybe maybe I'll write it, and then I'll let you know. And that's that's that was the starting point, and I did. I I, I let them know. I told them, you know, be, before the book was published, I, I had a couple of them. I, I sent them the, I don't know, seventh draft, <laughs> not the final version, but like this is going to be the book. This is this is for you because you you asked me about it, yeah. and yeah, I I thought okay, what I'm gonna what I I want to write about is something like like the facts you know like paul beck's uh the, the facts or, or the or the books by richard jones you know i know all these guys and i thought there's not really anything about that for the german market there's some books have been translated heli Rumold has been translated uh, patricia cornwell but not really a, a good overview of of just the facts just just the case and i thought you know i, I know the story i know the books i have the the sources the resources so maybe i'll just try that and then i started writing and you know then then my mom <laughs> uh, she kind of joined me because i you know she she also was interested in the topic and i told her about it and then you said you know can you have a look at, you know at what i what i wrote what do you think uh, about about how should i present this or what do you think of this this fact should i put it in or is it you know is it too 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 weird is this part of the actual story or is it just some well, how do you interpret certain things and uh, that was quite good because as you obviously know too when you're a ripperologist uh, 
you sometimes take things for granted as you, every expert does with with a certain topic with his or her topic and then you know it's good to have someone else say the reader won't understand that if you don't explain a bit more you know what's what's the story behind that and you know it's uh you don't think about that yourself sometimes so yeah that's that's why we wrote it together in the end we we used to sit there together and said you know we're just going to do a like a facts book just for the German market. And, you know, the the um, feedback was quite, is quite good. Yes. Um, I mean, it came out last month, but uh, we were, we, we got some good feedback up to now. Good. This is just a, a wonderful book. I, uh, I got it uh, about, I think a week or a week and a half ago from Jonathan. Uh, so I had the honor of, uh, of reading it. And it's really uh, just like you say, the, the social preconditions uh, of the environment in which these, these uh, events took place, which does remind of, of Paul Beck's work, uh, really. Um, he is also the first source mentioned. I, I read, so that's uh, that's that, that was a kind, uh, that was a nice thing to, to read. Uh, so uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it uh, for those two reasons. It's very factual, but it also gives a uh, social context, which uh, a lot of uh, books uh, lack uh, sometimes. Uh, so uh, that's just my first observation. I want to couple that with uh, the beautiful illustrations, uh, you know, on, on the pages itself. So not, you know, like bundled in the middle, but like uh, spread throughout the uh, book. Um, the question I have, uh, is the book uh, being uh, nationally uh, published uh, via a, uh, a publisher or is it a self-published uh, work? Well, uh, Philip. Thank, thank, thank you, Julian. That's that's very very kind of you to say. Uh, thank you very much. It is uh, self-published, actually. So um, I also I, I have published two two books in the past via two publishers, and I had this. I I always keep writing, and I uh, I had this idea in mind for quite a long time to to try self-publishing, um, because you know, the, this this whole business changed, if you like, and you have a lot of, uh, you, you can do a lot of things yourself. Like you said, the the the, the structure, the the artwork, you know, you can, with, with the illustrations and also the, the way you, you choose to, to, to do the marketing and things like that. And because I had some experience with publishers, which were okay, but I often thought, you know, if I, I do this myself or we do this ourselves, uh, we, we can do that too. So the, the decision was actually made when I started writing the, the book to to do uh, to do via self publishing. I mean, I did ask one or two publishers that I know, like you know, what do you what do you think? Would you be interested in, in a book like that? And they'd be like, uh, oftentimes they'd be like, yeah, it's it's interesting, but you know, especially because of uh, of, of I don't know COVID and and whatever. There's there's such a huge uh, uh, a lot of books in the pipeline so it would take like a year or even longer to have a book like this published and uh, also we didn't want or i didn't want anyone to to interfere with you know the uh, the content so i said yeah okay then i'm i'm going to do it myself and it's it's i mean it's quite nice because as as you might know i have this website london beyond time and place where i kind of deal with uh, with London, I did a couple of, of interviews. I, I offer self-guided walks, so it fits into this um, in, into this this context. And I said, yeah, of course, I, we can do the, do it ourselves. 
you never know. Maybe there'll be a publisher in the future who says, I'd like to, you know, buy this book from you and publish it our, um, ourselves. But yeah, right now we're doing self-publishing. And maybe do it again because I, I have some more ideas. Right. Or we have some more ideas. So maybe we can, we're going to start like a, uh, you know, uh, um, a next a next one on London Beyond Time and Place. Maybe we'll turn into a publisher ourselves. Who knows? <laughs> Yes, yes, that's that's uh, that's a quite a good idea. I mean, it, it has some advantages, of course. Uh, the obvious ones being that you can, you know, uh, uh, compose the thing entirely uh, at your own leisure. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, distribution and promotion is another thing. So, how do you tackle that last um, uh, part? How do you um, uh, spread the word? In other words, well, my my advantage is I I uh, I come from public relations I <laughs> work and work in public relations so I'm quite good at marketing <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, that, that has always been a part that I liked doing or that I still yeah that I always like doing so that wasn't a huge problem and also I have uh, I, I have a band I play in a rock band and we also we had last year we our album came out via a record label but actually I did all or we did all the marketing ourselves so it's something that I really really like it wasn't a real um so there wasn't a real challenge you know i, I didn't think about oh, i'm gonna right. do that. it's just i like to to do it i still learn <laughs> how to do it because mm -hmm. you know you you learn with everything you do you keep on learning sure. but yeah, that's um that i, I wanted to do, do this i would have done it myself even if it had been you know even if a publisher had done it too i would have you know yeah. writ written emails or made phone calls or you know Send send out newsletters and to 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 journals, newspapers. Ask Jonathan <laughs> to be on Rippercast, You know things like that. <laughs> I, like, I like doing sure. that myself. I like to communicate. So yeah. Good. Did you travel to London, the two of you, uh, to do research specifically for the purpose of this book, or or was it just accumulated knowledge that you already possess? Um, well, when we were in London last time. Um, the idea came to write this book and having this idea, we started researching that that was a coincidence. It fit. And that was, we were lucky to be there so that we just could go and look at the places, talk to people and things like that. But, but we had been there before often enough. So uh, right. it's, uh, I mean, it's always good to be there to kind of, I think it's very important to to know and understand the area if you talk about this this topic uh, and and you know even if you just just to, to know where is a certain building how far is the distance from you know Berner Street to Mitre Square for example things like that it's it's just important to know this area and walk this area which I've I found out many or when I did the research many authors especially some of the older books. They didn't do that. You you can read that if you've been there. You know, they 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 were never there. You know, they they wrote about it from an armchair perspective, uh, which also works. But I think it's better. I mean, we also have this in the book. In the end, like a, a couple of modern photographs uh, from today. You know, which which parts you can still uh, buildings or parts you can still see. Which some of which have changed. Why have they changed so much? And uh, so yeah, we were there. We obviously did some tours we did some tours ourselves we did some with with uh, tour guides London tour guides some better some worse but uh, yeah it, we we know the area we know the um yeah 
And not only not only that we know the area. Luckily, we are in a, a position that we we can still feel the atmosphere. We are so deep in this topic that we go to certain places and we can imagine and feel it. And that helps writing a book like this because it's a completely different perspective than writing on your desk and have never been having never been there. So um, that made it very much easier, but that was very much more fun as well. And then how did you divide your roles while creating the book? We, we, we didn't really divide. Um, someone wrote a paragraph and then we looked, or, looked at, at it and sometimes things were changed. Um, someone started to translate. We had yeah. a lot of things to translate. Um, but we, we did lots of things together. We didn't really divide. It was it was a bit, you know, especially in the beginning, beginning when, you know, I wrote a paragraph or a, a, like a chapter. And then we kind of reworked this together. You know, she had a look at it. We we had a look at the, um, as she said, as Dorothy, Dorothy said, look at the sources. And, you know, then you go into translation. And that's a bit difficult sometimes to not only, you know, choose the right words, to to transport it into German or another language, but also to get the the real meaning behind some of the of the quotations, inquests, uh, statements by by um, by um, witnesses. So that was that was an interesting task. To how do you do you really translate that or write this down to to get the meaning mm-hmm. across? Um, or, or may, you know, one example for was. Uh, that I can think of right now is this statement: uh, "You would say anything but your prayers." That one of the uh, the men seen with Elizabeth Stride um, was was said to have said to her, and it's kind of really difficult to translate this into German to to um, to get a, a, a bit of the meaning of the sense of what may have what he may have meant if it happened at all. So um, yeah, that that was. Uh, so we did a lot of that together, like the translating yeah. uh, stuff. That was also, yeah. I, good I find that really interesting. Your talk at the Casebook Conference was kind of the opposite of that. You were reading us German newspaper articles and telling um, our mainly English audience kind of what they were saying and and you know and how it it might uh, compare to original sources and things like that. And here yeah. you're kind of flipping that and um, having to to do your own translations um, from the English language into German to get the point across. I, I I think that that's pretty fascinating. Can you think of any other examples of translating from the original um, text into German that posed any problems? Mm. I, I, maybe things like the uh, with Annie Chapman in front of Hanbury Street when the when Elizabeth Long heard the stranger say to her "Will you?" and she said no. So how do you translate "Will you" mm. <laughs> like into German? Because it can it can mean two or three du? things. Yeah, right. Willst du or or wirst du? You know, yeah. like in in the future tense, like uh, are you gonna do that? That you know, that's that can mm. be both of these things. Mm. So that's a bit difficult sometimes. And I think there were one or two things where we that we left in the in in English yeah. and and kind of uh, wrote a, a comment on that but what we did do and that was also something that was what I really wanted to do with this book you know not interpreting mm-hmm. the facts in any 
anyway, you know, just really, I mean, what are the facts? You know, as Richard Jones likes to say, every, the only thing that's certain about Jack the Ripper uh, is that nothing is certain. Because you read um, a statement in this newspaper, and then you read a witness statement, and then you read another newspaper, and you have three different versions of the same story. So you don't really know what happened. We kind of try to to um, to to present it as well, as clear as possible, or, or as, as as close to the given facts as possible, without interpreting it in in any way or or giving any um, any comments or, or you know regarding suspects. Also regarding the the women's life, we didn't really interpret anything in a way. We just said what you know. This is their biography, condensed version, of course. Not you know. Let's take something like the Golston Street Graffito, yes. which in English, because there's various versions of it, um, the, the Jews are the men that will not be blamed for nothing versus the Jews are not the men who will be blamed for nothing. Like in English, well, Ripper all just kind of tend to assume that whoever wrote the graffito was not a native English speaker. Mm -hmm. So when you're translating something like that into German, does that pose any challenges? Getting those slight nuances that we pick up as English readers and trying to interpret the Goulston Street graffito if it was put into the German language? Well, um, we thought that people who are interested in the topic Jack the Ripper um, probably know the English language. And there were certain things that we didn't translate and we leave it up to the reader. It's, you you can't translate it. Mm. Why should we? <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things we didn't, we didn't translate. We just, as you said, we kind of said, you know, PC Alfred Long said, um, this this was this was written on the wall and uh, dc daniel has said this was written on the wall and inspector swanson in his report a couple of weeks later wrote something different again and we just left it in the original yeah. because you can't translate that and you can't really give a a real meaning to it without interpreting it, it in any way so that was right. one of the things where we just left it in in english because yeah. said, it's impossible Right, and it's very specific. Also, I mean, it's um, if you, if you look at the, uh, the 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 Jews are the men who will not be blamed for nothing, or whatever variant um, uh, version there is, it's so very specifically um, that Cockney double negative and and all that. You can better leave it at the way it was actually reported on, uh, which kind of leads to my follow up question in regards to the uh, coverage or the study you did, Philip, uh, into the uh, contemporary press coverage in Germany of the murders uh, did that help you in any way uh, when you wrote this book I mean looking at how the uh, German press itself um, reported on the case contemporarily uh, well yes and no because I didn't really um, I didn't really include um, or we didn't really include German newspapers in the end I mean I, I had some you, they are on the internet quite a few of them but then if you do that, it 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 kind of goes away so much or too much from the actual story and, and the actual, you know, happenings in, in uh, Whitechapel in 1888. 
it, it would make I could we could have written a, a, like an extra chapter just about how was it in, in perceived in Germany and there would have been an, like an, maybe we'll do it with the next edition who knows, but in the end I didn't or we didn't include it so um, we didn't um, it it didn't really kind of help me. What was interesting was uh, there was something that I said last year is uh, you know quite often they just the Germans sometimes just translated the you know like we did. <laughs> the English uh, newspaper articles, but then again, some of the meaning was lost or changed. And uh, there was some, I have to dig into that topic again now, as I think about it, like, for example, with, with Charles Ludwig, you know, he was someone that was reported about much more here in Germany. So maybe there's like a, maybe in some news, newspaper, there's there's something that has been unknown up to now. And it's just in some German newspaper about him. Maybe I can have a look at that again. But yeah, so we didn't include it into the book in the book because it would have, you know, been too too much yeah. and too far away from what we wanted to do. Right, right, and that, that's uh, I mean that also um, uh, makes me think about uh, what I know about Germany. It, there is uh, an Anglophile trait within the German culture for a long time, much more than, for example, in the Netherlands where I'm from. Um, uh, if we look at that Charles Ludwig character. Uh, and and also, uh, if we look at the um, the research community in Germany, uh, I know it's much more lively than it is in in Holland. Um, you have, uh, I think, a mirror a mirror forum site. Uh, is that uh, uh, casebook.de or, or or something or? It's it's uh, you know Jack the Ripper de. Um, ah, that that's it. Yeah, mm -hmm. it it used to be much. Well, at least this forum, this website used to be, be much more active when I was younger because I started getting into the topic when I was 16, 17. And that's, that was the first page that, that I landed on being in Germany. And there was right. uh, well, a lot of dis discussions going on in the forum. And that was quite nice. I was I participated very much, but nothing that, that doesn't really, nothing really happens there anymore. I think most people right. from the German, um, uh, uh, the, the German just they went to Casebook in the end, as I did too. I mean, yeah. I, I just read. I, I rarely write anything. Just interesting right. to follow the uh, the threads. But uh, yeah, so I think most of them they then go to to a Casebook because that's the the website. Yes. Now you had mentioned earlier that you believe that there are other subjects that you might decide to tackle as a team concerning um, other aspects of British history for a German audience? Yeah, right. Because, um, well, I, I, as I'm a, a London file and, and I'm into, you know, my, my website, as I said, it's London, me on time and place. So I'm interested in everything about London <laughs> and, and the spirit and energy of the, of the place. So, yeah, I, I not ha having or, or dealing with that topic, I, of course, I see you know a lot of things that are you know in, that interest the the British audience or the, the British people or tourists that go to London, um, for example, like, like like ghost tours or ghost stories from London. There's not really anything uh, about this in in German. The question is always: Is that relevant for a German audience? Are they interested in it? But we have some more ideas about you know uh, maybe may writing another book about certain topics that are not so familiar to the. The German audiences concerning London, uh, but you know, just some ideas. I want, I want, I don't want to say anything. You know, go into detail because if it doesn't work, <laughs> I said anything mm -hmm. 
and and uh, yeah, then it didn't work. So I'm not gonna. gonna but go that into... would be a pretty rich vein to tap if that's something that is really lacking in in the German language um, book market. It, well, it we... is a great idea. Yeah, we'll have to see if there's an interest. I mean, with Jack the Ripper, there's there seems to be, but that's kind of a bit of a different topic. It's you know, it's not just London related, so there there, there is an interest here, as there's everywhere in the world. But you know, we just want to wanted to give some more information on facts. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's a that that was successful up to now. So we have to see uh, what else might be interesting for the for the German market. Yeah, good. Can I ask um, uh, Dorothy, uh, is there any um, uh, aspect to uh, specifically the Whitechapel um, murder case, uh, which you find um, uh, interesting um, in, in, in specifically, uh, like an aspect within the entire case, which is kind of broad, uh, which sparks your interests? Well, um... I think looking at the complete uh, file, you see there are lots of contradictions. And what I found most specific was that Mary Kelly was seen the following morning after her death. So, Miss, Mrs. Maxwell story, yeah. Maxwell story. Um, is the dead woman Mary Kelly? Was the dead woman Mary Kelly? She was only identified by her eyes and earlaps. So you never know. But there were so many contradictions. And um, especially in the case of Mary Kelly, so many people uh, claim to have seen her. And it doesn't really fit. So that's something I've, I think it's, it's very interesting in this complete case. Um, Another thing is that there are so many descriptions of men that have been seen with these women. And you never know, is this the same person? Do they have a certain view on this person? Or are there so many men on the way with these women? I couldn't imagine. And, well, it's interesting, but as... Um, as people wanted to help um, to find and to catch the murderer, they would have said a lot of things just to um, support the police. And you never know, is there anything that really happened, yes or no? Right, right. The George Hutchinson situation, of course, is a very good example of that. <laughs> right, describing this uh, Estrogen uh, um, while uh, Mary Cox, of course, um, uh, described the blotchy-faced uh, character um, a little bit earlier, uh, the, of course. So that's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then you ask yourself, you know, is the the Hutch I mean, that's that's a question in ripperology anyway. But is the Hutchinson statement true, or did he just, you know, invent it because you know he was seen by Sarah Lewis standing opposite Miller Miller's court? Uh, maybe maybe yeah. he had been dead for. For an hour or two already, or she had it. You know, you never know. So, as I said, you never know what happened and what didn't, uh, and that's that's very yes. interesting. Mm. Indeed, thank you. Thank you. Is there anything that you'd like to say to your German audience that might be listening to uh, Rippercast and get get some German in here before um, we sign off for this morning? Are in German? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah. Danke an alle, die zuhören. I mean, I can say anything right now and you don't know what I'm saying. You, yeah, you can say all the bad things I do. about me. But... <laughs> yeah, I won't. Ja, uh, yeah. uh, danke fürs Zuhören, danke fürs Zuschauen. Wir uh, hoffen natürlich, dass unser Buch auch uh, euch gefällt und uh, freuen uns über jedes Feedback, über jede Rückmeldung. Und uh, ja, wer Interesse hat, meine Website www.londonbeyondtimeandplace.com, da gibt es alle Infos und uh, Danke an alle, zu, die zuhören. Danke an, an Jonathan und, und Julian auch. Ja, vielen Dank auch von meiner Seite. Danke. <lacht> Danke sehr. Well, I'd like to thank Philip Rockers and Dorothy Schroeder for being on the show and Yuri and Massen for helping me co-host this morning. Again, um, their book is called Jack the Ripper, The Whitechapel Murders 1888, a chronology available only in German, but sold worldwide as... Philip has said you need to go to his website, London Beyond Time and Place. Or um, he also has a Facebook page and Instagram under the same name. And you'll be able to find the links to purchase. And it's probably available on Amazon.de, I would imagine. It's not in, in the U.S. I'm not sure about the U.K. store. but I think, um, I think it is listed in the U.K. store, but... Right now it's said as, you know, not, not in stock some, or something like that. But I think you can order it and then you also get a copy uh, when, you, when, you, when you try. Yeah, it's on Amazon. It's everywhere. You can buy it. Everywhere. And I'll be providing the links to Philip's webpage in the show notes. So, again, I thank you both for being on the show. I wish you both the best of luck with the book. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us.